When a young woman leaves the safety of her village to go gather some firewood, she has no idea she's about to come under attack from an unthinkable enemy. And then we travel to Hollywood to take a look at the very well-known conspiracy theory that to make it in the entertainment industry, you have to be a Satan-worshipping Illuminati member. But is this conspiracy doing more harm than good? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter, I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. we got a lot of stuff to cover, but I do have to say this first. Just a quick reminder, we have today's episode and then tomorrow's episode. We're going to have two weeks of classic episodes and then the show will not return until the end of August. I think it's like, I have to look look at my calendar, I think it's... August 30th, September 1st, or something like that. I have to take a physical vacation. My first vacation was just because you get burned out on the show after doing 50 episodes. Now I have to go to another city, do a bunch of stuff there. So I have recorded 20 episodes. The last 20 episodes, or last 18 episodes you've listened to, I recorded in the span of seven days. (laughs) It's been insane. And if I get these last two episodes done tonight, I'm going to give myself tomorrow off. I'm not going to do anything Dead Rabbit related. Just gonna play video games, dude. Because here's the thing: I want these episodes for you, right? I love doing this stuff. I wasn't gonna leave you guys in the lurch. So, 20 episodes in seven days. I will have a microphone down there with me in case there's any breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, there's been no news about the Georgia Guidestones blowing up. And I called that. I said we're never gonna find out who this was. I hope I'm wrong. But have you noticed that there's been no investigation? Okay, well let me back up there. I'm sure there's an investigation, but we don't know what's going on. Georgia Guidestones. It's been a couple weeks now. But I will have a microphone down there just in case. And I'll still be doing the TikToks for the YouTube. Those true crime TikToks that I love. But I, I bust out five five of those like in 30 minutes. So that's nothing. But anyways. <laughs> anyways, I'm super exhausted. And once I'm done recording this one, and I got one more to do. And then officially, well, I only take a day off, and then I'm going to do tons and tons of editing and all that stuff. But anyway, so thank you guys for being with me on this journey. I couldn't do it without you, and someone I definitely couldn't do it without is one of our legacy Patreon supporters. A longtime supporter of the show, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now. Everyone give it up for Lancanian Lifter. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, buddy. It sounded a little lewd. Come on in. He's lifting all those Lancanians. Lancanian Lifter. You're going to be our captain or pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. Now, land canny, and let's go ahead and get you behind the pedals of the bunny bicycle. Everyone else, hop on the handlebars. He is going to take us out of Dead Rabbit Command and pedal us all the way down to Ukraine. I'm still trying to figure out a sound effect for the bike that sounded like what the Wicked Witch's bike sounded like when she's flying around in the tornado. I want to give a quick shout out to someone known as Soul Drifter. They, on there's a website called Alien Expanse, and this uh, person named Soul Drifter compiled all these really cool articles. And thank you so much. I wouldn't have come across this otherwise. We're going to Ukraine. This is back in the year 1945, so this is where you're just starting to have the Soviet Union control this country. 
This takes place in February, March of 1945. Specifically, we're in the Zakar Pattaya region. That's past the Carpathian Mountains. Take a left, and you will find this little village. I don't know if it's still there. Don't plan your vacation to go out there. First off, I want to be visiting the Ukraine right now anyways, but... Don't go out there going, oh, wait, he told me to make a left. He said this village was still... Also, after this story, you're not going to want to go visit this village. There's lots of reasons why you shouldn't go out there. There's a village near the river Uz in Ukraine. And there we're going to meet a young villager. Her name is Mariaka. Mary, for short. And she's sitting in the village, and she's like, wow... Things sure are nice here. <laughs> Soviet tanks are everywhere. She's like, oh, I hope this turns out well. I hope there's not some massive famine or anything like that. And she goes out and she goes to collect firewood. And later, like just an hour or two later, apparently, later that morning, she comes running out of the nearby forest, screaming at the top of her lungs, Help! Help me! Oh, help me! And, and of course... This is super alarming. Like, people in the village, they hear a young woman screaming. Everyone turns and looks, and they see Mary running out of the forest. She runs into town, and her clothes are shredded, right? Her clothes are just like tatters, rags on her body. She's bleeding. She's covered in bruises. And she collapses when she reaches the town. She just falls to the ground, and people are gathered around her. Mary, Mary, are you okay? What happened? White ape! White ape, she would cry out. They're like, what is she saying? White ape? What does that even mean? White ape, white ape, white ape. And they're like, okay, we got to get her. Let's get her off the ground. Let's get her somewhere. Let's see if we can stabilize her. And maybe someone keep an eye out for a white ape. Keep looking over in that forest. What happened to this woman? She's like, she's so terrified Her entire body's convulsing as they're trying to move her. She's just freaking out on the ground. And then she completely goes into shock. At this point, you don't just have the people who gathered around her originally as she was running out. They're like, go get her relatives. Go get her family. Like, what is going on? At this point, you're starting to have other people from town come over there. Her relatives arrive. And she just keeps saying, white ape, white ape white ape over and over and over and she's screaming it and they call in this local healer woman not not a registered doctor but a medicine woman basically i don't know what the actual eastern european term would be for that but i don't i don't think they called them witches in 1945 but a medicine woman they bring her out and they get her to take a look at poor mary and she goes there, I, I don't know what to do for her. Like, she's obviously been assaulted. We can all see that. Your clothes ripped off. She's bloody and she bruised. But, I mean, I don't know what white ape means either. I don't actually know. And But the medicine woman, although she's not able to render any first aid, she I think I'm sure they put bandages on her wounds. I don't think they just stood around and watched her bleed. But the medicine woman's presence actually does calm Mary down enough she begins to explain what happened. Mary said, I went into the forest to get some firewood. And out of nowhere, this white ape appeared. And it grabbed me. And it raped me. Everyone standing around is like, oh my, like what in the world is going on? Now there was no other sightings of this white ape creature. And they believed... 
Mary's story because she had obviously been attacked. Like, she was covered in bruises. She had all these injuries. They believed her story, but there was no sightings of a white ape before this, and there was definitely no sightings of a white ape after this. People would have been looking for this thing. And two months after this incident, Mary died. Now, according to the report, they're not necessarily saying that she died of her wounds. I think that's kind of implied, but it just lists that she died two months after this event. It could be the shock of the whole thing. It could have been the wounds. But there's no story like she went off back into the woods and she was never seen again or that the white ape came back to finish off Mary. We don't know how she died. However, there is a clear connection between the phenomenon in the forest and another event. After Mary had passed away, people started seeing these strange sparkling orbs flying around a certain part of the area. Where the medicine woman lived, every so often people would see white orbs flying over that area. People were like, what? Like, that's not normal, right? We know she's maybe a witch. But I've never seen orbs over there. And this phenomenon happened a couple times. And then a few days after this phenomenon first appeared of these white orbs floating in the sky over the healer's home, the healer's house was attacked by some unknown force. There was no witnesses other than the medicine woman. But her doors had been ripped off of the house and the elderly woman was found strangled to death inside her home. This event became pretty well known to the point that the local militia and the secret police, the Soviet secret police actually came to the village to investigate what was going on. We're hearing reports of a rape from a monster in the woods, and then we're hearing reports of some sort of unidentified aerial phenomenon above a witch's house. I mean, is this clear? What's going on here? And because this was a newly conquered region, you had a brand new government, right? You had the Soviet Union. Who knew what these guys were up to? You, they, The people in the village didn't trust them. Rightfully so, right? They didn't trust these outsiders. They didn't know who they were. Even the local militia was seen as working for the Soviets already. They'd already bought into the system. So the people in the village didn't reveal any of this information. They just said, I don't know what you're talking about. So there was no official answer to either of these events. The assault, the sexual assault of Mary, or the death of the healer. Or Mary's death as well. Was her death just... You know, circumstance or did it have something to do with the attack? We don't know. There was no official government investigation into this. We know about this story from an author named Andrew Zabava. Andrew Zabava, it's he is someone who wrote of a lot of UFO events in Ukraine, and he claims that some of them had happened to him himself. Like he's a UFO experiencer and he's covered that. He's not a super well-known name in UFOlogy, but he is well-known for that region. He does seem to have a lot of stories on that. But interesting story. You know, we look at these creatures, these cryptids, and I think there's a base thing, like you can see them in the woods walking by, or they attack you, right? And they're like stealing your beef jerky and stuff like that, punching you, throwing rocks at your cabin. 
there's not a you know basically it's either one of two extremes it's either active assault throwing rocks at you chasing you with a big old stick kidnapping you we covered that story to just a sighting in the woods maybe some lame old bigfoot telepathy telling you to be better to nature stuff like that I'm actually surprised, whether or not you consider these stories to be made up, I'm surprised we don't get more stories like this. I'm not saying that I want more cryptid stories where they're raping people. I'm not saying that that's something. I actually do have an, I actually do have another one. We'll save it for a future episode or maybe never even talk about it. It's pretty much the same setup, but in a different region. I didn't want to do them both in the same episode, but... I mean, think about it, though. Out of all the Bigfoot or cryptid encounters we've just covered on this show, let alone all the thousands, tens of thousands out there around the world, sexual assault is super rare, right? We do have stories of, like, sirens. In South America, they have a lot of cryptids that are trying to seduce young men. But then in the middle of sex, they become ugly and kill the men and eat their hearts out and stuff like that. But having this type of story, right, where the creature actually rapes a woman... Those are those are fairly rare, which is good, right? But I'm actually surprised they're not more common. I'm again, I'm glad they're not more common. But this it kind of makes you think one of two things: if the phenomenon is real, if a Bigfoot is a biological creature, and it is humanoid, and it's stronger than a human, it can disappear, it can pretty much do whatever it wants. Then you would imagine these stories would be more common, right? Because it's basically nature's supervillain, Bigfoot. You can't catch it. You can't track it. And whenever it has a base desire to procreate or just get off, you could imagine it attacking somebody like that. If it's a biological thing, you would imagine that it would happen more often. Again, I just so we're very clear. I'm glad this is rare. I'm just curious to why. And then if it's a spiritual phenomenon, it's some sort of metaphysical entity, then yeah, sure, you know, they don't have any sort of biological desire they don't have any sort of needs to satiate but if it was metaphysical then you would imagine there would be zero and i have two i have this one and that and another one but then we even have stories like demons raping people and stuff like that so it's an interesting phenomenon why aren't there more of them i mean maybe it's because we live in a kind universe and it doesn't want to constantly have this stuff happening to us but and really, you know, obviously, I think it's implied that the um, with the orbs flying over the healer's house, it kind of makes that connection between the Bigfoot, the white ape creature being part of the UFO phenomenon, which is a very popular theory growing in popularity. And actually, when I said I got this from Soul Drifter, remember, I said the website was Alien Expanse as Soul Drifter was getting stories together that were Bigfoot and UFO connected, connected, right? So we have this story. We have this horrible thing happening. I mentioned I had another version of this. I don't, again, want to talk about I don't keep talking about this subject. But that one is interesting. We will cover that in a future episode because in that case, the woman, pretty much same setup, she was attacked by this Bigfoot-type creature. But according to the report, she became pregnant because of that event. But we will talk about that in a future episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. Right now, let's go ahead and have Lancanian Lifter take us away in the Carpenter Copter. We are going to head all the way out to Hollywood. This is a story I talked about earlier on this week. I talked about the aliens. If aliens came down and they could prove to you that they were sincere 
and on your side, no Wishmaster trick double-crossing thing. If an alien came down and said, I'm here to help you kill the evil people on the planet, and they, their definition of the evil people were, was the same as your definition of the evil people, would you work with the aliens to kill the evil people? And you knew for a fact this wasn't a double-cross. You knew for a fact this wasn't Project Blue Beam or anything like that, demons in disguise, anything like that. A thought experiment. I, I'm waiting to hear your guys' comments. I recorded that episode about three hours ago. You, this That episode will be released like in three weeks. I'm very, very eager to see what you guys have to say about that. This is kind of the same thing. This is another little question because... And I don't know if it's a question so much as... I'm. Well, I guess that's the same thing as a question. I was going to say I'm eager to hear what you guys have to say. This one's a little bit different. Listen, everyone knows of a very popular conspiracy theory. It's so common that to make it in Hollywood, you have to be a member of the Illuminati, the secret society, Satan-worshipping group at best, right? And then at worst, they're also adrenochrome-drinking, child-molesting, horrible people, right? To make it in Hollywood, you have to be a member of a satanic Illuminati secret society. That's the only way you become famous. This is a very, very popular conspiracy theory. It deals with things that conspiracy theories grow on a lot. The other, right? You see yourself and then you see these so-called elites. What's Chris Pratt have that I don't have? Satan worshiper. (laughs) Satan worshiper. And it's interesting, my conspiracy theory, I believe that a lot of the Marvel superhero actors do steroids. I think it's pretty obvious. I guess I shouldn't name out just Marvel. I think a lot of the superheroes, superhero movie people do steroids. I don't care. I'm actually, I'm not for all drug legalization, but I don't see why people shouldn't be able to do steroids. (laughs) <laughs> this episode's not getting monetized by YouTube. If you're not any sort, if you're not in any sort of competitive event, if you're not actually doing something like playing baseball or in the Olympics, if people can get Botox put into their face, why can't you do steroids? It's cosmetic. It doesn't make you any stronger. It makes you look stronger. Who cares? It has side effects. Everything has side effects. That's my thing about that. So if actors want to do steroids before they get ready for their next Marvel movie. Who cares, right? That doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why on the subject of the sleepiness is starting to set in. I'm afraid I'm going to get punched drunk. But the Illuminati, the Satan worshippers, control Hollywood. And really, it doesn't just come down to that. It comes down to if you want to be famous, if you want to be part of the Hollywood machine, you have to be part of this secret society that at the very best, right? Or I should say at the very least... You're a Satan worshiper now. You actually have to reject your God. You have to reject your Savior and worship Satan. That's the very least you have to do. And then the most, right, the most horrifying thing is it's not that they're just Satan worshipers. They're adrenochrome-addicted freaks who do horrible things to children, right? So that's kind of the gamut, right? Even just having to reject your God and be, maybe you're already Satanist. Then you're like, Hollywood, here I come. You're going down there. You're like, oh, I'm already in with that guy. This conspiracy theory is super popular. You can find a, any number of YouTube videos on it. You can find tons of articles on it. It's a conspiracy theory that I'd be shocked if you're all of a sudden your jaws dropped. You're like, what? I never heard that. And they're calling you to set. They're like, hey, get on the set. You're going to start filming in three minutes. You're like, oh, 
And one of the biggest proponents of this conspiracy theory, and they have been for about a decade or two at this point, is a website called Vigilant Citizen. I used to go to Vigilant Citizen all the time. I've talked about my journey as a conspiracy theorist on this show a lot. I used to 100% believe there was a period in time where I was like, oh, dude, to make it in Hollywood, you have to be a Satan worshiper. You have to. I honestly believed that for a period of time. And the more I looked into it, the less I believed in it. And that's the journey. And to do that, though, see, here's the thing. To do that, though, you have to go, wow, I was wrong. That's hard, right? I invested a good four or five years of my thought process. It wasn't the only thing I was thinking about. I'm eating soup. I'm like, ah, I bet I, I wish I could throw this hot soup in Robert Duvall's face. He's the same worshiper. I didn't think about it all the time. But it was a conspiracy theory that I believed and I would talk to people about. And I would be like, oh, no, you got to watch these music videos. or You got to watch this YouTube video essay. That'll show you the proof. I'll show you. I was that guy. And the more I looked into it, I go, wait, this is total nonsense. This, and I know that I've already started an argument there. I think, let me do my thesis statement here. Do I think there are Satan worshipers in Hollywood? Absolutely. Do I think there are powerful people in Hollywood who are into some really messed up stuff? Absolutely. Do I think there are people in Hollywood who are in really messed up stuff and they hire people who are also into the sick stuff to be near them? Absolutely. I'm not denying any of that stuff. You can believe there are pockets of these influences in Hollywood and not believe that Chris Pratt and Dakota Fanning are devouring babies. I don't think Denzel Washington has ever stood underneath a shower of virgin blood gulping leader after leader before he goes and films The Equalizer 2. And you go, Jason, you're cherry picking. Those people are all dope, right? What about Charlie XCX? <laughs> you're like, who? Who's that? Is that some new anime coming out? Charlie XCX, the reason why I thought about doing the story was I'll still go back to Vigilant Citizen from time to time. I don't agree with everything the site says. It's actually an interesting site. It uses a lot of graphics. It really, what it does is it takes music videos and models and stuff like that, fashion models, and says, here's the Illuminati symbolism in this cover of Vogue. And usually they do like a this month in symbolism. It's really just a bunch of photos with someone covering one eye because that's a big Illuminati symbol, according to them. I know the Illuminati has the single eye. But it's always the question when someone goes, oh, no, no, that's Illuminati symbolism. And you say, well, according to who? And they'll be like, well, I saw this YouTube video on it. And then you watch the YouTube video and they're like, well, this is Illuminati symbolism. And you go, well, according to who? Like who is initially saying this? And a lot of times it takes you back to a article written by, what was his name? Fritz Spengelmeyer? Fritz Spengel? I guess I should know if I'm going to dispute it. But he wrote a big article that was the big... Um, expose on the Illuminati. And then you go, well, where'd you get that from? But Charlie XCX is this popular singer. She's she's probably more popular as a songwriter. She's written a ton of pop hits. And, you know, she's an attractive young woman. She's a very good dancer. She's a singer. She does these sexy music videos, right? And what Vigilant Citizen was talking about was you have this artist who has recently come out with a music video where it has a bunch of Illuminati symbolism in it. And like I said on yesterday's episode, a good conspiracy theory, some of it is, you. some of it you just can't dispute the facts. Some of it you, I can't go, what, that's not Illuminati symbolism, as she's drinking liter and liter of virgin blood. Obviously there's Illuminati symbolism in this music video. 
100%, right? Even if I can dispute the origin of Illuminati symbolism, where does the one I come from? If, if I said maybe not Illuminati symbolism, it is... I'm going to look up that name. Hold on. Fritz Springmeier. Fritz Springmeier wrote a book called Bloodlines of the Illuminati. He's very, very well-known in the world of Illuminati conspiracy theory. A lot of the stuff comes from his books. Oh, that's cool. He robbed a bank once. I didn't know that. But anyways, the the idea is that Charlie XCX recently had this music video come out where it shows people being buried and people coming back to life. You have... Not, not really. You're like, whoa, dude, human reanimation? I want to watch that video. Let's download it. She had a video where it's like there's Illuminati symbolism. There's like this huge funeral procession out in the middle of nowhere and you can see like this guy he's dressed in this all black like kind of like a, a demonic version of the pope suit i guess would be a good way to put it <laughs> jason the pope doesn't wear a pope suit it's like iron man armor you have that she has a video where there's upside down crosses it's in a church she has a video where they're dancing at a funeral and in the funeral home or the church actually they don't have a picture of a crucifix. They have a picture of the guy who stabbed Christ on the cross with the spear. So it's like we're worshiping the guy who finished off Christ. We're not worshiping Christ himself. And it's supposed to be like a church. you know. So it definitely has, at the very least, you could describe it as demonic imagery. I'm not going to say like, what? No, no artist ever does any of that stuff. This conspiracy theory is dumb. I do think that there are people who use their positions in the media to put forth a dark agenda. I do believe that. So you're like, Jason, so what are you quibbling? Like, what is this, what is this segment about? Here's my thing. I believe that there are some people, powerful people in the entertainment industry, that yes, do horrible dark things to people. And I do believe that there is a segment of people in Hollywood, just like I believe there's a segment of people in pretty much any industry, where you have people who for lack of a better term, are saying worshippers. And you're like, Jason, are you telling me there's someone at a coal plant right now in Tennessee who's a saint worshiper? Okay, maybe not every industry, but I'm using the term saint worshiper too as a catch-all, right? I'm not talking about like a church of Satan, like a religious thing. I'm talking about saint worshiper as in we're trying to evoke dark spirits. We're trying to use our positions of power to control the world in an Illuminati-esque way. I do believe there are people like that. In Hollywood. The, the the big difference between me and, say, Vigilant Citizen and between the normal conspiracy theory is that I think there are some of the people who do that, and I think they are powerful, but they are not all powerful. The other side of that conspiracy theory is they are everywhere and they are all powerful. If you want to get a job in Hollywood, you have to go through these people. And the problem with that is that it doesn't wash... It doesn't wash across the board. So yes, listen, Nickelodeon has had some atrocious people working for them. And there was a time period that if you wanted your kid to get onto a Nickelodeon show, you or your... Allegedly, 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 okay? You or your kid may have to do some creepy things to get even a bit part on a Nickelodeon show, right? Do I think that was indicative of Nickelodeon completely? No. Do I think that every single facet of Nickelodeon's organization or even their entertainment division was into that? No. I think it was one guy. I, I, I'm, sure, I'm trying to avoid legal ramifications, but the allegations was Dan Schneider, the creator of 
iCarly and Zoe 101 and um, whatever other shows, Victorious, right, that he had issues with kids. And what's really interesting is that is very always vague allegations. At the very least, he had seemed to have some sort of foot fetish. All of his episodes, not every episode. See, there I am making that claim. A lot of episodes had plot lines involving preteen feet, and then, uh, but he made a lot of money for Nickelodeon. No one has ever come out directly and said Dan Schneider did this to me. But there's always been rumors. Janet McCurdy. You're like, Jason, I know you have an encyclopedic knowledge of all this stuff. This is just coming out of the top of my head. Jenna McCurdy from iCarly released a Vine back in the day where she was all, like, jacked up. Well, she made she put on, like, crazy makeup, and she's like, look what you did, Dan, look what you did. Uh, and people go, oh, maybe he molested her, right? There was an old conspiracy theory. I found this out, you know, when I was in my conspiracy theory days, that... Uh, Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, she was the star of Zoe 101. She famously became pregnant during the show when she was like 16 years old. It was supposed to be a show about young love at a local high school. And your lead star is pregnant. So they're like, the show's canceled. Like, we're not writing this into the script. And it was her boyfriend. But there was always a rumor that it was Dan Schneider's kid. Rumor, lawyers. That was just a rumor. But... When Me Too really took off, like right at the beginning, when you had like Andy Signor and Harvey Weinstein both get accused like in the same week, and then Louis C.K., his movie got removed because of the masturbation allegations. I I think he admitted to that. I don't think that's an allegation. But Dan Schneider was gone. Like he had weathered all of these rumors, and then Me Too started, and then very quietly they kicked him out. He made Nickelodeon millions of dollars. And then they... Goodbye. So, do I believe that... Again, I'm not necessarily saying Dan Schneider, even though I just did that thing. I think you can have individuals in companies that give companies a bad name. I think you can have individual scout leaders. I think you can have individual priests. I do believe you can have individual people in these groups that are doing these things. I'm not saying that no one ever does it, and it's always a mistake when you have someone who believes that he can summon the Dark Lord and believes that he's gaining more financial and metaphysical power by hiding symbols in his music videos. I believe that there are people out there like that. That does not mean Miranda Cosgrove is a member of the Illuminati because she happens to be in a music video, and in the music video she covers one eye. Because the the question that I always ask is, So you either don't watch movies anymore or listen to any music or television shows. People go, oh, no, 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 I I don't watch those ones. Like, I'll watch Friends, but you're telling me a show as big as Friends had no Illuminati influence? That'd be the show you'd have the most Illuminati influence in it, right? You wouldn't be doing these music videos for Charlie XCX if you worship the Dark Lord. You'd want to have the big artists. And yeah, Ariana Grande has weird stuff in her music videos. Britney Spears has weird stuff in her music videos. But here's my point with all this, because this is all pretty popular stuff. Here's my question about this. What is more damaging overall? Because websites like Vigilant Citizen have been around for over 10 years, and they've been exposing this stuff, right? But nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. Vigilant Citizen and many, 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 many other conspiracy theorists have been exposing this for over 10 years, right? At least 10 years. Nothing's changed. 
nothing's changed at all. If anything, people have leaned into it. Rihanna had in that music video, she had a big thing on the side of the wall that said like Princess of the Illuminati because she knew the controversy. So nothing's changed, right? You, it, they can say, make sure your kids aren't watching the show because it's going to expose them to the dark Illuminati agenda of letting dogs be police officers. But nothing's changed. The, the stuff is still out there. The music's still out there. They're doing more of this stuff. You know, according to them, it's all infused into everything. So what's worse? And I, what's worse? Them putting the images, putting these satanic images. You're like literally that one, Jason. Well, hold on. What's worse? A secret cabal in Hollywood putting satanic images within the media, or you telling someone that's what's going on. Because this is my logic. This is what I'm thinking. Let's accept, just for the sake of this argument, that you have to be to become successful in Hollywood, to become successful in entertainment in any way, shape, or form, be it music, movies, television, writing. You have to worship the Dark Lord. You have to join the blood rituals of the Illuminati. That's the only way to become successful. So let's say that that is true for a second. If you want to be successful, you are a writer and you've been writing and your books aren't selling. Not even selling, they're not even getting published. You can't even get an interview with an agent. And you hear these conspiracy theories. What are you going to do? Like, that's my point. I think these conspiracy theories do more harm than good. I think there are people who want to be successful in Hollywood. They want to get their foot in the door. They don't know how. And then they wonder, well, how come all these other people are making it and I'm not? And they stumble across this conspiracy theory. Now, one of two things are going to, well, three things are going to happen. One, they're going to completely ignore it and go, well, that's dumb. Two, they're going to go, oh, that's why I'm not successful. It's because these Illuminati saint worshipers are blocking me from being successful. Or three, you go, oh, that's why I'm not successful. The same thing I just said. And you go, maybe I need to start believing what they believe. If that's the only way to become successful is for me to believe in the power of the unholy ones, the question really comes down to how badly do you want that success? I think psychically, wrap it up like this because i could just ramble on this is one of those episodes that i could ramble on forever and hopefully i haven't already done that psychically being bombarded with illuminati imagery wherever you go and not knowing that it's there right you're seeing this one-eyed thing what was that thing on nickelodeon they had they were doing a thing about black lives matter and at one point it flashed on screen Black magic matters. People are like, what are you doing, Nickelodeon? This was post-Dan Schneider, by the way. There's some weird stuff over there. Like, I'm not going to say that it's all made up. But what's (laughs) what's worse, flashing black magic matters on a screen when little kids are watching television? I'll put that in the show notes, too. I know some of you guys don't even believe that it happened. I didn't believe it happened. And I was like, oh, that happened. What's worse, being constantly bombarded by satanic imagery and you not knowing what it is, right? You don't know that the triangle, the one CNI, is satanic imagery. You don't understand that. I mean, some of it's obvious, right? If you're walking around a funeral dressed up like a demon, it's probably satanic. But 
let's say it's a little more subtle than Charlie XCX. What's worse? Let me finish this up. I keep getting segued. Being bombarded with satanic imagery that you don't know it's satanic, right? It would still be having an effect on you. That's why I say psychically speaking, what's worse? Being bombarded with satanic imagery and you don't know that it's satanic. You just see it as weird imagery in the back of a Donald Duck cartoon where there's a scene, eye chart, and it says, ask about the Illuminati. Again, that's a real thing from an old Donald Duck cartoon. You're like, what in the world is going on? Before I get segued again, though, let me finish my question. What's worse psychically? Being bombarded with all of this satanic imagery or being hopeless? Being a creative person, an artist, a singer, a poet, an actor, what have you, and believing the only way you can become a part of Hollywood or a part, the only way you will ever be successful is not by hard work. It's not by prayer. It's not by law of attraction, but it is by buying into the lifestyle of Satan. Like, I would argue that that actually does, I think knowing of the conspiracy theory and knowing that all of your hopes and dreams are gatekeeped by a bunch of adrenochrome-sucking freaks is far more psychically damaging than seeing a triangle appear on the screen. Because I may not even know what the triangle symbol was, right? I may not get it. I read all this conspiracy theory stuff, so I can identify it when I see it. Checkerboard pattern. I was with uh, Sabine. We went into a to a, a hotel or something like that, and it had a checkerboard floor. And I go, oh, don't take my picture here. I'm kind of joking. It's not like she takes my picture everywhere, and she goes, why not? And I go, listen, I already have a painting of an owl behind me when I do YouTube. My profile picture is me wearing a patch. Not because I'm trying to do the one eye Illuminati thing, but because I looked, I it was one of the few photographs that I go, hey, that's a hand, that's a handsome photo of me. When you cover up half my face, I look kind of kind of cute. But I understand that people have complained about my owl painting in my TikTok. Don't listen to him. Look at that owl. You'll see that comment in my YouTube comments. He has an owl. That means he's saint worshiper. Why did you got one eye covered up, bro? So I know the symbology. So when I see a checkerboard floor in a music video or it seems out of place in a certain movie, I go, oh. So I understand that stuff. But most people don't. Most people don't get that. They just see it and it just registers. And I I, I, I gotta wrap I gotta wrap this episode up at a certain point. But to me, not know and you can argue with me on this, obviously. I'm not saying that I'm exactly right. I'm kind of curious what the answer is. Seeing all these symbols play out, if you're strong enough in your faith, they're meaningless to you. They're absolutely meaningless to you. And if you're paying attention and raising your kids right. They're meaningless to them, too. They're a code to talk to other weirdos. But if you sat there and knew that the only thing from keeping you from having all of your dreams come true is this Illuminati cabal, assuming you want to work in the entertainment industry, if you just want to hang out and drive trucks for a living, it's not affecting you at all. But if you knew that you had all of these great stories you wanted to tell, you could be a best-selling author and you could share your visions with the world if only you followed the same path that those before you have. Not as far as, you know, studying writing, but worshiping the Dark Lord. 
buying into this Illuminati conspiracy thing. I think that's just as damaging. I do. I think hopelessness and being told you cannot make it unless you're a saint worshiper is just as damaging as hiding these images. And so this is what I'm saying. When you have, I think websites like the Vigilant Citizen, which again, it's a very interesting website. I'm not knocking the website. I'm not knocking the creator of that at all. I've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun reading that stuff. But there was a time period when I was writing a lot and I was trying to make it and i did believe this conspiracy theory and it did seem like how it seems like no matter what i do no matter how far i go in my music or my writing or whatever i'm going to hit a ceiling and the only way for me to go past that is to join these freaks and i don't want to join these freaks but i was so low on the totem pole i was like "Ah, i'll deal with that someday right and then i stopped doing both writing and music so it wasn't a big thing but by exposing this conspiracy theory, no one's stopping it. Like, by exposing this conspiracy theory, it's not that people have stopped watching any of these movies or stopped watching any of these things. If anything, now people go, oh, let's put that crazy stuff in there because then we know we're going to get a million more views on YouTube because the paranoid conspiracy freaks are going to be watching that, right? And they'll do essays on it and they'll actually, it's publicity. It's free publicity. I, I, I just, I... Don't know what's worse to the person who, if you did not know anything about any of this conspiracy theory and you just put your nose to the grindstone and you write and hope maybe you get lucky and you make a connection with somebody, right? You know what I mean? You're just lucky. Maybe you have a family member already working in the industry. Maybe you're at a coffee shop and you just happen to be talking about something and someone overhears it. Like luck happens, right? It's a big part of success. Hard work plus luck equals success. But if you knew it was all hopeless, right? If you knew that it was, you're not a member of this blood-soaked cult, so why even try? Or worse, you know, you're trying and you're not making it and you start to have dark thoughts yourself. Like, maybe I should do something like this. Maybe I should start to worship the same thing that the elite worship. And then you go down this dark path yourself. And if... If it's true, sure. Now you're in a new Marvel movie. You started worshiping Satan out of the comfort of your own home and all of the stuff, everything, everything fell into place. All of a sudden you were accepted into the highest pinnacle of Hollywood and now it all paid off, right? All it took was your soul. But what if it doesn't work out? What if you do start to worship these dark things and start to believe these dark thoughts and do these dark deeds? And it doesn't pan out. I'm not saying it's okay if you do horrible stuff if you're successful. What I'm saying is if the conspiracy theory is not true, if there's just small pockets of this, and it's not all seen, all, no pun intended, but all knowing of Hollywood, and you start doing horrible things. I covered this on my true crime. I, I got to wrap this episode up. I'll keep rambling forever about this. I find it fascinating. But on my true crime TikTok, I've mentioned this a couple times on the show too. I did a segment about two rappers in New York smoking weed and hanging out and then one of the dude passes out and then the other dude uh goes to shoot him when when the guy's coming too he goes i have to do this i have to do this to become successful i need a blood sacrifice and there's a shootout in this apartment both guys end up shooting each other neither one died they both got wounded (laughs) maybe they should work on their shooting skills as well as their rap lyrics it was a big trial it wasn't a big trial (laughs) i mean i was fascinated by it um it was a trial right the guy tried murdering his friend because he believed the conspiracy theory he had to make this blood sacrifice to 
become successful. I think it's just as damaging to tell someone you won't make it unless you worship Satan. I think it's just as damaging as putting these images into the media itself because it just inspires such hopelessness. You know, it just creates such hopelessness. It really, really does. And I do think there's a really interesting Venn diagram. And I fell into this diagram, right? Between artists and conspiracy theorists. Because I think that's a big thing. If you're an artist and you go, how come I'm not making it, but all these other people did and that, that, their stuff sucks, you start to fall into those conspiracy theories. I think there's a pretty big overlap between people who are in the industry, but at a very low level, and people who believe that the Illuminati has taken over the world. And, you know, it's the same thing with podcasting, especially conspiracy theory podcasting. I see what people say about me and other conspiracy theory podcasts, and it really comes down to this. Are they popular? Then they're CIA controlled. I mean, that's a conspiracy theory, right? If you make it on YouTube, if you, like Wendy Goon gets a lot of this, right? Wendy Goon, he's a YouTuber who does a lot of conspiracy iceberg content, stuff like that. People say constantly that he's CIA, like why'd he allowed to, why was he allowed to get big? He's CIA, he's CIA, CIA. It's just, gonna, it's just another version of that conspiracy theory, right? Like the only reason why someone is popular is because, I'll tell you this right now, from a conspiracy theorist podcast that's been putting out more content than any conspiracy theory content in four years, I've put out more episodes than almost all other conspiracy theory or paranormal podcasts have throughout their lifetime. The only people who have ever given me grief and come into my door literally was the IRS. That is the only government group that has ever harassed me or contacted me was the IRS. That's if, if anyone's getting shook down, if Mr. Ballin or every Mr. Ballin, however you pronounce it, when you go and all that stuff, it's the... It's the IRS, right? There's the only people that have ever come around. So anyways, law, I, I don't have a really cool wrap-up for this. I actually was trying to think one in the back of my head, and I've kind of just rambled on too long. But I hope you found that fascinating. And yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of a long-winded, winding thing. I guess I got into that, otherwise I'll go off on another tangent. But yeah, I do think it's just as bad to inspire hopelessness as it is to pull back the veil. Because when you pull back the veil, you say this is why you're not successful. And that just can make you give up or do horrible things to try to get to the other side. And then you realize that you didn't need to do that in the first place. You just needed to, you just had to be best friends with Chris Pratt's nephew or something like that. Just have a connection inside the group. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.